Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host of it, Jeff, and here we are going to talk about some creepypastas. What if I just didn't do this and got right into it? Please welcome my guests from last week, Judd Matarang. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't ready. Hi. <laughs> and Hannah Birch. Oh no, none of us knew. Hi. Uh, <laughs> that was so jarring. Yeah, Is this because time. we did the episode too long last I time? I thought I uh, had time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to fill there a bunch was time of time now. on my own. <laughs> Did you just break your glasses and yeah. you can't wear yep. anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ohio oh, no. just got nuked and he was hiding out in a bank vault, so he's okay. <laughs> Everyone else is dead, Why would though. they nuke Ohio first? That's mm-hmm. the last one that would go first. Actually, the last one that would go first is Wyoming. The last one that would go yeah. first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the last thing they would think to do first. <laughs> <laughs> Who says it's the first place to go? Oh no, what? Where was the first one? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> We're all dead now. <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, was this a podcast reported, recorded by ghosts for ghosts? Uh, yep. Uh, I mean, by the time people are hearing this, who knows? Maybe I'll. Yeah, maybe one spooky idea would be to edit things ahead of time and then schedule them to post. So in case I die, they'll still keep going up for a little bit. Ooh, <laughs> and then people. Will, you know, they have a. People will wonder how you're putting them up. Well, they won't now because you just explained it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you guys know about that service that will like you can record one message and like. If you don't click a button that they send to you in an email every month, it'll send that message out to however many receivers oh, no, that you send. Oh no, 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 that's bad. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. You like must click this email within 48 yeah. hours and I'm like, what if you're on vacation and you just forgot and all your friends are going to get an email saying you died. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's um that's it's well, what a, it's like a, a device in movies pretty often where a hacker will be like, I hacked all of your files and I discovered that you did every crime. And if I don't, if I, <laughs> if I don't enter a code into my hacking machine, then all those crime, that list of crimes is going to go to the king of the police and you're going to go to every jail. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Have you seen that episode of Black Mirror that's basically that? Uh, I mean, the first, I think like the first episode of Mr. Robot, he does that to someone. Um, oh man, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very a trope, common, sure. it's a very common thing. Yeah, they do that in like the, I don't know if you guys saw the Mar- Marvel's The Punisher, they do that also. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Every yeah, hacker is just waiting to do it. <laughs> I forgot that there was a Punisher TV show. Oh, it's good. They just announced the season <laughs> two because John Bernthal is the best uh, MCU TV person out of all the That's shows weird. that there are. Out of all the shows that there are, The Punisher was, at least in my opinion, the best one. That's weird. I heard. I have heard the opposite opinion from um, people whose opinions I trust, and that opinion from people whose opinions I don't trust. But I trust your opinion. So now I don't know oh, what no. to do. Now he's. Now he's. Well, it all depends on how much you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, TV. 
Marvel TV universe. I watched uh, Daredevil season <laughs> one, matter. half of season two, Jessica Jones season one, half of Luke Cage, uh, and did not watch Defenders or Iron Fist or Punisher. So, uh, well, if that's the case, if you weren't like super into it, then you might not like it that much because yeah. it's it's a little bit more of the same. Obviously, it's a little grittier. There's more death. There's more killing because it's Punisher. How can you do it without that? But um, but John Bernthal is also a very good actor. So yeah, that's it's, true. So it's it it really I guess your mileage may vary. If you like him and you think that the concept would be good, I'd give it a watch. So I've enjoyed some Punisher things. Punisher War Journal by um oh who was oh it was Matt Fraction actually uh, writing it writing it in the aftermath of Captain America's uh, first death. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't think he's died since that death in in Ed Brubaker's Captain America number twenty five. Steve Rogers dies, and uh, Punisher War Journal was running at the time, and that was like two thousand seven. And the one of the first com like monthly comics I went and picked up uh, was that when Punisher put on a Captain America costume and went to uh, the Southwest to murder Klansmen. Who were like <laughs> who were like a self-appointed border patrol? Um, oh man! And wow. man, I sure wish that more Punisher, more Punisher stories in general did that, because uh, <laughs> a lot of the times he is murdering uh, like urban gang a, members, and yeah, that I was gonna say. feels worse. Yeah, that's way worse. Uh, the clan the is like Nazis. You can say you want to kill as exactly. many of them as possible. Uh, and the only people who are going to get mad are the worst people. So it's fine. It's it's also much more socially relevant now, 11 years later, than it was in 2007 to have a superhero <laughs> murdering white supremacists. Well, I don't, I don't know, yeah. because like back then it was a pretty safe bet because everyone's pretty quiet about it. But now it's like now it's 2018 and you can be like those fucking KKK guys and people will be like, hey, now. Listen, there are some good people yeah, on there. Who knows? There, so. I've, I one of them made me a cake, a cake, cake, cake. <laughs> oh God! Oh, no. Hannah, the story. Hannah, song? go, go now. Oh. <laughs> the story is called it's Third Commercial. The story is called Third Parent, and it's the first in the the Tommy Taffy series, which is uh, at least as tasteless as that joke I just made, and probably, nice. uh, probably less, probably more tasteful than Nathan Edmondson's run on The Punisher, which was a very racist run on the punisher from somewhat recently so please tell us about it so uh this is a story from uh no sleep author elias witherow who is well known for several other creepypastas such as as we mentioned on the lost recording feed the pig which judd was on the episode of to talk about uh with the anches man Yep. <laughs> and uh, the the tour, the recent or maybe current, I don't know how long it is. No Sleep podcast tour is uh, talking about. Uh, I th- I believe they're doing readings from the Black Farm, which is the sort of Feed the Pig expanded universe. Uh, with it's it's like a whole little novel now about other things happening in the place where Feed the Pig takes place. Uh, and similarly, thematic universe. Yeah, exactly. Similarly, this third parent story has. Blown up into its own little shared universe of uh, uh, thematically unrelated stories, I'll say. Yeah, definitely unrelated. <laughs> um, 
So it starts with, uh, my name is Matt, and my childhood wasn't normal, and then a record scratch, and you're probably wondering why I got here. <laughs> that, that second part's added by me. Yeah, he's um, hanging out with Searcher <laughs> in hell, and he's tied up in chains, and he's Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's true, he is Thor. Uh, he says that his father is not, not strong, either physically or mentally, um, but he's nice to his mom. And his mom is the head of the house, and she's real loud, but also loyal. And then he has a little sister, who's a year younger, and she's he feels like she's his responsibility. And then their life was fine before the third parent. <coughs> Lightning crashes. July 1989. Uh, so they're having a normal dinner scene. Kids are fighting. Parents are being parents. And then they hear a knock at the door as they're about to sit down for dinner. And the parents start acting really weird. The mom is, like, screaming at him about who it might be. And the dad says, no, this can't happen. Not again. And they they keep hearing a knock on the door. And the father says, I'm so sorry. And gets up to open the door. And they hear, hi, I'm Tommy Taffy. It's good to see you again, Spence. Uh, and then the guy comes in. And he's tall. He has hair. He wears khaki shorts and a white t-shirt that says, hi, in red cartoon font. But he's also a doll man. Uh, no pores. The nose is just a nub. Uh, his teeth no are an edgeless row. No fingernails. Uh, his eyes are weird, very wide, like he's always surprised. Uh, so he's a doll man. Um, and the doll man is... And the parents are acting super weird still, and uh, the dad says, meet your new parents, kid. And the children are like, no, he's not our parent. And Oh, oh it's interesting. The parents are very resistant to this. <laughs> They're first like, yeah. he's our guest, and Tommy Taffy does a weird, uh, like, clipped laugh that's like, he 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 Oh, I forgot the he 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 sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. no, I just want to establish, the parents are not okay with this person being in their house, because I feel, oh, no, I feel like okay. that's important. The dad's like, he's our guest, and Tommy Taffy gives his disapproving laugh, and he's like, uh, he's our friend. Tommy Taffy gives his disapproving laugh, and he's like, uh, he's... Uh, your new parent. And then Tommy <laughs> finally, finally approves. Yeah, and then he tassels the sister's hair, it says, which I never noticed, but I like that. Yeah, they didn't correct, they didn't correct <laughs> that in the, uh, in the audio version I listened to either. <laughs> I thought that was just a quirk of the person reading it, but yeah, tasseled no, is not... No, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. It's, it's just whatever, that thing that's, yeah, the thing on top of your graduation cap, but a hundred times on the top of her head. Yeah. He sits down and, like, ties her hair into little pigtails where the top is a puffy ball and the bottom is loose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, Tommy walks over to the sun, and uh, the sun is like, he says he licks his lips, and his heart begins to race, and he's like, mm, I don't know about all this in his head. And Tommy's like, oh, it looks like we have a shy one. I'll help him with that. And he grabs his arm, and his fingers are digging into his skin, and the mom hisses, don't touch him. And Tommy does a, <laughs> And the dad says, don't be so rude, Megan, which is the mom. And Tommy is says he's staying for dinner and he'll be here for quite a while. And then they say that basically uh, Tommy is weird every time anyone comes over and doesn't really want other people in the house. Um, if they leave the house, Tommy's not a part of their life. It goes on like this for a month. And the narrator says, and that's when my mother lost it. 
So now we're in August 1989. Um, so the sister is practicing a dance routine uh, for school. She's five years old. Why in school? The, like, oh, she's doing ballet now? Well, it's. Um, I mean, it does say that she's playing a ballerina in a play. So she. I guess she just has to, like pretend to look like she's doing some ballet stuff during some production of something that has a ballerina as a background character. But then why is she practicing? Why is she practicing to just like pretend to be a ballerina? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she, you don't know. she had pretend, you it just says pretend. she had quote three weeks to learn a few simple spins and twirls. <laughs> she was really slow, <laughs> so yeah, we, we gave know, it to her early. Five year olds could do really well with deadlines. <laughs> I need those twirls on my desk by Monday, Angela. <laughs> so uh, Tommy decides that he's going to help her learn to dance because she's doing a really bad job. Um, and he says, let me help, sweetie. And the mom <clears throat> turns around from where she's been cooking dinner in the kitchen and she's like gripping her spoon really tightly and watching Tommy touch the daughter. And... He's being really creepy about it, and the mom says, Tommy, let her learn on her own, and Tommy just totally ignores that, and he spins the sister around, and she does it right for what they say is the first time, and he kisses the daughter on the cheek and says, good girl, and the mom yells, don't do that, and Tommy gives her a he <laughs> but then the father is coming down the stairs, and he's like, oh, this is going to be really bad, and the mom's like, stop pretending that we want him here, I want him to leave. And Tommy's not letting that happen. And then we get the Elias Witherow uh, voice like frozen silk. It's not wet silk, which is good. That's the gross one. He always says that people's voices are like some kind of silk, as I mentioned in the last episode. Wet silk um, is not particularly, it doesn't have a particular texture. To, it's just like any other wet cloth. So that's weird. <laughs> it's just gross. I think he said hot silk in one of them, too. I don't know what that's about don't quote me on that mm. but i'm pretty sure i remember reading that it's weird um <clears throat> so the mom uh is gonna get dragged into the basement by tommy taffy because she told him fuck you and the dad refuses to help he says we have to do what tommy taffy says and tommy takes mom down into the basement and says it was silent for a few minutes and then the screams began and this goes on for several hours and then tommy taffy comes up out of the basement and he says Mom's sleeping in the basement tonight. <clears throat> so then two years go by. Uh, and the mom never resisted again after she came out of the basement. And they basically just followed the rules for two years. Um, and then the next awful thing happens in the early part of 1991. Uh, it was 89 when we started. Uh, Tom, the narrator wakes up in the middle of the night. Uh, he looks at his race car clock on the wall. I feel like a race car clock is not a normal thing. A race car bed is normal. Yeah, well, I mean, a race car bed's not normal, but... I but mean, a race car bed is a thing that exists. Yeah, neither a race car clock is just a clock. Star Wars episode the Phantom, Star Wars episode 1, the Phantom Menace bed sheets <laughs> are also not normal, but I have those on my bed, so who knows what's normal. Do you normal. have a race car bed with those uh, on them? Uh, no, it's just a regular bed. That's what they all say. I mean, it's as regular as it can be with having uh, sort of off 
a tan-ish sheets that have Naboo Starfighters, the Star Wars logo, and then uh, the, I guess, Trade Federation ships all over it. Those are and the only two things bunch of Jar Jars all over it. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. That's the weird thing. There's no Jar Jars, there's no lightsabers, it's just the one Trade Federation ship and the Naboo Starfighter and the Star Wars logo, and that's it. That's all <laughs> that's on it. It's very weird. <laughs> That is very strange. Um, oh, right. It's my job to explain the story. The story, yes. Someone else to fix it for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes out in the hallway because he hears some weird noises. And he sees his dad and his dad's face is all bloody and he's outside the uh, the sister's room on the floor. And um, the son says, Tommy's in there, isn't he? And the dad says, yes. And then... The narrator is like, why can't we just kill Tommy Taffy? Because the sister is screaming and the son is really upset. And um, the father says, we don't know who or what he is. Uh, he infested their street when they were kids, both of the parents. He would be at the dad's house, but also at the mom's house who lived across the street. Um, and the son says, is that how grandpa died? And the dad says, yes. And that's the plot of the sequel. Um... But the father just says three more years, and Tommy comes out of the room and says, she's going to sleep like a log tonight. So now we're in 1993. Uh, they have one year left. Uh, everyone's being really, really compliant. Uh, and then the narrator says, but I didn't make it out on Skate. Uh, he's in his room, and he has a Playboy magazine that he and his friends had been looking at at school, just laughing about it, and... Uh, He's like, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt something, but, you know, it was just whatever. And then Tommy Taffy comes in as he's on the last page, and there's a really uncomfortable scene that goes on for way too long um, where Tommy does some really uncomfortable things to the narrator. Uh, and Yeah, he does the, some closed, uh, cl fully clothed molestation and then uh, kisses the yeah. main character full on the mouth with tongue uh, while, ta yep. while saying very sexual things to him. It's, uh, yeah. it's pretty upsetting. Also, I forgot to uh, uh, provide the warning oh, no, at the top of the late. episode like I did last time. I'll just cut it in during edit. Okay, good. Yeah, do that. Trigger warning. Um, and then when the narrator is like not into it and freaking out and he can't get him into it, Tommy just stands up and says, come on, dinner's ready. Um, and then we cut to 1994 and they wake up on July 3rd, which is exactly five years later, and Tommy Taffy is totally gone. Um, the narrator says that now, even though he's an adult, he just thinks about Tommy Taffy all the time. He's remained unmarried and without children because he doesn't want Tommy to come back into his life. Uh, and then he says that he's terrified because yesterday his sister gave birth to twins. Um, yeah. And so there's three sequels to this. The second one tells the account of the parents' childhood. Um, the third one talks about the, um twins that stephanie had and it just gets like increasingly more violent and less of a metaphor and then the last one <clears throat> i mentioned on the last episode i thought was fan fiction because it's so far from the original theme of the first story yeah this first story is very uh like there's we we never find out explicitly what happens to the mom or the sister and it's very implied and then the um 
the thing that happens to the brother is extremely bad, but you get the impression that it's mild in comparison to uh, what has happened to the other members of the family, um, which it, yeah. it adds to the disturbing nature uh, of of the story because you it's like stuff is unseen, but from what you uh, said in the deleted episode about the sequels, they are just a bunch of like over the top wanton <laughs> violence. Uh, please provide yep. some examples. Uh, the grandfather gets beaten to death in front of everyone in uh, the neighborhood, which is really gross. Uh, there's like a lot of description of that in the second sequel. In the third sequel, he, like, brutally murders the sister's husband and then threatens to shove the baby down the sink and then uh, into the garbage disposal. And at the end, the narrator has to kill the babies so that he... The curse ends, and they say, like, a really gross description about how Tommy Taffy, like, explodes into, like, gross yellow blood. And then in the final one, it's literally just all horrible, gross violence. The husband, <laughs> the husband is, hold on, I have to find this. So they like go to some rando's house and Tommy Taffy is there. And that's the plot of it. But I have to find this. Hold on. Mm, he's asking where the husband is. He goes upstairs into the master bedroom and he says, <clears throat> four ornate bedposts rise from each corner, and impaled on one was the husband, upside down. His mouth was split open, and his lips kissed the footboard, blood pulling at the base. The wood spire disappeared into his throat and reappeared out of his groin. His body hung completely naked, his skin a mass of bruises and cuts. Yep, that's the that's third one. That's fairly extreme. The, it's very extreme. And he also fills a little girl's mouth with tacks, and there's an unnamed thing that he does to what's under her skirt, and we never find out what it is, which is very much for the best. It's all just so bad and gross. Yeah, it's it's very strange, because um, this author uh, seems best with, like, over-the-top violent imagery. Uh, so Like what, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> like in <laughs> Feed the Pig, when the bad guy monster jizzes ants. Hooray! <sighs> uh, Judd, what did you? What did, I, I am loving that. What? What did you think? What did you think <laughs> yeah, of Third Parents? Have you been around? What did I think of Third Parents? Um, yeah, you've been a little. You've been a little quiet during this extremely upsetting uh, episode of this show. <laughs> So, um, I think I was a little bit too, I, I didn't want to like derail her from like explaining the, the story because I Thanks, didn't Thanks, Judd. That was really nice of you. Yeah. I didn't want to, I, I, I tend to do that Whoops. and then the episode ends up being like 55 minutes long or something. <laughs> Four, 48 minutes We're... and 59 seconds. Yeah. Like the yeah. Little... Exactly. <laughs> um, We're both guilty of this. It's fine. We just amplify each other when you have us both on the show. Yeah. As long as we're not both doing it, then the episode will be like an hour and a half long. And then that's... <laughs> Instead of a million hours, um, which is the first one. <laughs> uh, whoops. Whoops. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess the idea of a six foot, uh, like... Seven foot, eight or, foot. Or sorry, seven foot... Uh, what I imagine to look like the '90s, like Stretch Armstrong doll, I guess. No, Tommy Taffy the... is six feet. What are you saying, Hannah? <laughs> I was um, making a joke about the song that's called Six Foot Seven Foot," oh, but that's okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks, um, everyone. Mm, <laughs> you young, young people and your references. Yeah, um, you young youngins and your rap to music. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's wearing what? He's six foot. He's got a 
golden hair cut tight along his scalp and he's wearing khaki shorts uh and a white t-shirt that says hi in red cartoon font so i i just imagine him to be like a like a stretch armstrong slash like ken doll type yeah uh, he's a giant um glossy uh featureless monster and it's and it's kind it's kind of creepy i guess um and then when we talked about it the the first time in our lost recording that we keep referring to we we talk about how it could be like um you know Tommy Taffy could be a metaphor for um pedophilia but then there's also something that I don't think we ever touched on the first time we talked about it which was that there is i i what i assume is an implication of of rape there with the mother as well right so yeah. we yeah. we originally talked about how Tommy Taffy you know comes in when your kids are like six or seven or whatever it is and then he leaves by the time they like hit their teen years and then they're gone but then you know there's also that whole thing that happened with the the mother and then you know we don't even know they never mention anything about what happened with matt's dad if anything happened with matt's dad yeah um, oh they say that in the sequel it's oh, extraordinarily gross and graphic it's like a way like basically the Tommy goes up to him and he says, love is when you want to fuck something so bad you can't live without it. And he tries to make him, like, do really gross things with his teddy bear. And it's awful. Oh, well, see, look at all the things you're learning. Today. <laughs> look at all the things we're you're, learning. You're um, welcome. But, but yeah, I, I don't know what his, uh, I, I guess what his deal is. Maybe he does, He maybe he's like a, a perv of all trades and he just does all the weird sex crimes to everybody. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely supposed to be, as Jeff mentioned on the Lost episode, a metaphor for how pedophilia runs through families, right? Like, do unto your child as was done unto you. Right. Yeah. That happens all the time. And um, also the yeah. idea that, like, it's uh, it's like an unspoken <laughs> evil in the home. Yeah, you, like, can't talk about it to anyone else, and yeah. it goes away as soon as you leave the house. I didn't really think about and that. And also, whatever whatever neighborhood they're in, in the, in the Taffyverse, which I like to call <laughs> the entire, like, you know, if you Jeez. gathered all of the, the works, the Elias Witherow works in the Tommy Taffy extended universe. Yeah, the Universal uh, Studios uh, Taff universe uh, series <laughs> of films. Starting with the Taffy starring Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> and Sophia Vitale. The Taffy Returns. Yeah. And then, uh, returns, yeah. The Scorpion, Taff Stein? Bride of Taffenstein, starring <laughs> Benicio del Toro, is coming up soon. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> That's gonna be a good movie. Yeah, if you Google Tommy Taffy, uh, the image that comes up first is like a mannequin looking at you, sort of menacingly, and I think that's a pretty good representation. Yeah, but oh, it's I, it's like a Ken doll with some messed up. Uh, well, actually, that's just a Ken doll. Yep. Yep. I imagine <laughs> I imagined it's Ken the, wearing a white polo. <laughs> yeah. I imagined the judge from uh uh who framed Roger Rabbit a little bit because of the hair, um, yep. and because of his like weird skin. Um, but yeah, uh, it's I don't the know. The third picture is some uh fan art that looks just like the garbage they draw of Jeff the Killer, where it's yeah. like bad yeah. meant meant for seen teenagers. Yeah, if and, you keep looking uh, at these, you see there's there's um get out. There's the little vault boy also in Google Images. If you look at oh, Tommy yeah. Taffy, there's the vault boy oh, from yeah, Fallout. There's yep. um an old guy 
uh, with his uh, coat over his head. There's a picture of Amanda Bynes. Um, <laughs> uh, There's a picture of a girl from Snapchat that yeah. says this. This is Utah slash, and then her Reddit username. She's like 13. There's also a picture of like a Rugrats all grown up character. Oh, I guess her name is Taffy. Tommy. Her name is Taffy, it says. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then Tommy because of Tommy Pickles, uh, I guess. Yep, yeah. all right. Yeah, and then there's a little cartoon that's obviously drawn for this that says, in <laughs> Microsoft Paint, definitely, absolutely. It says, enjoy your stay because you can't run away, third parent. Gross. Yep, gross. But I, uh, I mentioned in the last episode, and I still think that this is true, that the story would be a lot more effective if <laughs> I just read the chat. I forgot what that was. So what was it, Jen? What? The coffee thing. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that oh, was that's supposed my, to be. Uh, that was for that was Jeff. Su- at last, in episode, the last episode, I was supposed to plug my coffee, uh, which oh. you can go to <laughs> ko-fi/jeffjk <laughs> and give me a donation of three dollars, which is I'm uh, sorry. in I their parlance buying me a coffee. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I mentioned on the last episode, not coffee, which Jeff mentioned, but um, that I think it, the story would be a lot more effective if Tommy Taffy looked normal, if he was just like a, an attractive guy in his 20-something, like a Tom Cruise type. Uh, and like, I just think that would make it a lot better with Do the Do you unspoken... think Tom Cruise looks normal? That's just a question <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that it should just be like a normal Hollywood handsome type of person rather than a yeah, weird no monster. Type. Yeah. yeah. Don't definitely. talk about Tom Cruise like that. That's not nice. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> we take it back. You're not a weird monster, Tom Cruise. We love you. I, Do you think Tom Cruise listens? I enjoyed to see him in uh, motion pictures, which is why I went to see 2017's <laughs> The Mummy. Uh, I'm the only person. That's not why. I'm the only person on the face of the planet who saw the mummy. No, the real reason I went is because Sofia Patella played the mummy in it, and there she's you go. Ding, ding, ding. an incredibly good actor who I like to see in movies because she's very good looking. Yeah, yeah, and I was about to say, get to the real point here. She's, mean, a- she's also a talented actor. If she was yeah. just good looking, that would not be enough for me. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I, I like, for example, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is very good looking, uh, but she chooses projects to be in where she does a bad job of acting, which is why I have not seen Red Sparrow because I hear she does not do a good job acting in it. Aw, that's unfortunate. I want her to be my best friend based on everything I've seen in interviews. She's just, like, real awkward, which is good. I Mm, like that. She seems like she's probably faking all of that and is actually insufferable. Don't let me believe that. Well, then she's the best actress, actually, if she's able to fake it that well. She's (laughs) amazing. Yeah, she's uh, an actress within an actress. We never even knew. Did you guys see Anne Hathaway being salty on Instagram? Like no. When, when the Oscars were coming up, she posted a picture from her uh, acceptance speech where she was like, I worked really hard to get here, and uh, was like, yeah, everybody is really mad at me for saying that, which is kind of wild based on some of the acceptance speeches uh, I've seen since then. So uh, uh, good luck to everyone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like pe- people were really people were so awful to Anne Hathaway that she stopped being in movies for a year. It sucks. Yeah, everyone hates she's a her. Good I don't understand. Yeah, she's a she is fine. I don't understand. It's like how everyone hates uh, 
Skylar from uh, Breaking Bad, she's mm. fine. She didn't do anything wrong. She's just a normal person, mm. and everyone decided that they hate her. She just smoked while she was pregnant. Was... That was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, everybody that... just wanted to like the anti-hero, and yeah. she was anti-anti-hero, so then... Oh, uh, yeah, right. That's as why. a real <laughs> yeah. normal person. Mm. As, soon, as soon as she finds out that, uh, that he's a crime-doer, nothing she does is, uh, like bad because she's just trying to survive but I did yep. think that before she knew he was doing crimes she was kind of being awful like to and about <laughs> him because she didn't yeah. know he was doing crimes <laughs> so I uh, I, as Jeff has mentioned last week am a chemist and I went to a conference for chemists and the science writer for Breaking Bad was the president of the American Chemical Society for years and she was talking about her time on the show, and she said that basically the writers for Breaking Bad put out a call like, can anyone tell us anything about science? Please, please, we need it. And they, like, she she was like, sure, whatever. And they, like, mostly took her suggestions, but she was like, hey, here are all the ways that chemists would actually do this uh, reaction that you guys are talking about. And they were like, these words are too hard for the actors to pronounce. Can you find different ones? And stuff like that happened all the time. And I was so sad when I heard that. I was like, oh man, they just really dumped it down a lot. I mean, that is explicitly her job, is to make sure the science uh, works well enough, but also is uh, able to be explained by non-scientists to other non-scientists. Yeah, the the math-making part of that show is actually reasonably accurate, but there's a lot of stuff that's kind of weird like the battery they make in the first season in like the third episode but i also learned that that was before they had a science advisor <laughs> so mm. they were just googling it on the internet like how to make sponge battery oh wait so. wait okay hold on wait so <laughs> tell me tell me this then the part where they take the dude's body and they put him in a in a barrel and then or they put him in the the tub and then Not the real. tub falls through that wouldn't happen nope not real. Okay. So, uh, HF will absolutely uh, dissolve your bones and make you turn inside out because it replaces your bones with uh, calcium fluoride and all your bones just dissolve up. But it probably would corrode the tub, but I don't think it would just eat directly through the floor based on my personal experience. And also the body would not just like be gone. It would be like a gloopy, horrible mess. It would be way worse than it started. It was pretty mm. gloopy on the show. <laughs> yeah, but it also, like, quote-unquote, didn't finish getting digested by the HF because it ate through the floor too quick. Right. It would not eat the floor faster than it would eat a body. I just need that to be clear. It had a lot of layers to go through, and... I also, I don't remember, where did they say they got hydrofluoric acid from? I don't think it's that readily available. We usually Walmart, don't even have it around. I think they stole There's it. A... Um, I think there was some yeah. kind of chemical processing plant and they stole it. <laughs> Yeah, like that time that they stole methylamine. Yeah. Which, yeah. There's a lot of chemicals that are really hard for us as scientists to get because uh, druggos want to use them. But also, uh, like, drug websites have pretty accurate, uh, like, chemical processes on them. Like, one time for a real legitimate chemistry thing, we needed to extract the precursor to PCP from uh, black pepper, which is where you do it from. And we got our prep from the drug website, and it worked really great. So... Drugos hurt us, and they also do good. So you can just make PCP start with black pepper? Do you need anything more complicated than that? 
I'm not going to give instructions to make PCP on the podcast, Jeff. Mm, <laughs> I won't do it. It would be really spooky. <laughs> Suddenly, Jeff's Jeff's subscribership shoots up like 10,000 overnight. Only on this episode. <laughs> when someone well, finds out. <laughs> they have to uh, subscribe to the... Uh, they start listening the- to the back... Uh, catalog to find out if <laughs> if maybe there were clues to how to do other meth things and other yeah. drugs. On on every episode, you have to provide like a sort of clue about how to make a different drug, but never do the same one twice. So no one, everyone's just following all the steps to make different drugs, and they end up with like meth seed Adderall, and it's all bad. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the moral of the story is the science writing on Breaking Bad got good after the lady helped. Um, also, can I read this, my favorite quote that I read on the last episode from the third one about the twins? Oh, yes, please do. Yeah, it's great. Um, the sister uh, seems to be doing the best of the four of us, being the parents and the son and her. She was happily married, and her baby twins were almost three months old now. She named them Jack and Jill. She thought it was cute. It was. <laughs> yeah, very bold to just be like, by the way, I'm what I'm saying is the truth. It was cute, actually. It was cute, actually. I just don't... Why is all of that necessary? Like, uh, it's fine if you want to say the twins are named Jack and Jill, and the reader will be like, uh, that's saccharin. And, like, it's all fine. You can have your own reaction to things. Elias Witherow doesn't have to tell us how to feel. Yeah, he does. I actually don't know how to feel because um, Elias Witherow didn't tell me. Did he tell? Did he tell you about how to feel about uh, Anches? Yes, he told me. He told me it was extremely good. Yeah, yeah. How does that make you feel? From the story's perspective, you would think they're trying to sell you on it, right? The the number of times that they say it, they're like, "It is available at a store near you." We should. We should clarify the store. Does the story does not say the phrase ant is. The story no. describes a monster man and says that he uh, ejaculates at a series of black ants. Yeah. Which and he's like being dragged around so much by a worse. bald slug guy. God, it's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad in like multiple would it, ways. Would it be better or worse if they said he nutted ants? Would that be better or worse? It would be it's just uh, it would be funnier, but it would not make yeah. for a better story. <laughs> okay. Oh man, yeah. That's another story where the message is like so close to being telegraphed. It's like almost it it's almost like hey your life is good and don't commit suicide yeah. but it's more just like here's a gross list of things i thought of so yeah. it almost gets there to but dissuade so- you from to dissuade you from doing it right you'd be like oh i don't want to see what if there really is a guy who jizzes ants in yeah what if there is some kind of pig <laughs> in hell too? yeah like maybe maybe <laughs> i should just keep living yeah, I that story. Uh, I didn't get to be on the episode, so I'm giving all my opinions about people <laughs> take here. <laughs> but that story upset me because it was like starts with like feed the pig, and they're like, "Oh, feed the pig! You don't want to feed the pig," and you're almost like it's going to be a metaphor. But you know, because you've read a creepy pasta, you're like, "This is just going to be a monster, and it's going to eat you. You got to feed it with your human corpse." And, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that he, was very he, obvious to me the entire time. Yep. Yep. And he gets in the room, and he like can't see it, but he hears like snorting, and you're like, "Yep, 
it's a pig. I knew it was going to be a pig. Uh, oh, man, that story. Elias Witherow is another one of these George R. R. Martin types that really likes describing stuff. I think you like, just don't like writers. Or like no, when, I don't like George R. R. Martin. God, you don't you like when he describes things, things that are happening? This is terrible. <laughs> he keeps putting no. these characters and plots together in different ways. It's a nightmare. And then he uses all these adjectives. Gross. Ugh, red, big, last. Those are, the, those are just three examples. <laughs> no, I just don't like it when... The story is made up more... Okay. Well, you don't, don't like, like it when the story is made up? Okay. No, 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 no. Non-fiction? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, forget not, this. Just Judd, tell me your spookiest part. I only, I only no. like the true parts of this story. <laughs> yeah, I only like that real, are real. Um, and just deniers. Are you... <laughs> 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 no, I don't like when the ratio of details that don't have anything to do with the plot and don't move the plot forward to actual plot becomes so high that I forget the plot points because I'm reading too many details. That's, that's what I don't like. That's easy in A Song of Ice and Fire because all the characters repeat their motivations at least once per page in the form of <laughs> a little two-sentence phrase. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. For example, uh, uh, boy, I wish I could remember a... Uh, less problematic uh, one, but Tyrion uh, thinks the phrase, uh, where do whores come from? So <laughs> many times from the end of Storm of Swords uh, all the way through to the most recent book, A Dance with Dragons. This, hold on, actually, I don't know if he has chapters in both Feast for Crows and Dance with Dragons. Whichever one he has chapters in, he thinks that phrase so much um, because it was, spoilers, his father's last words. Um, oh, no! And also because he's wondering, like, maybe my wife from that time um, is still oh, yeah. around somewhere. I forgot about her. Yeah. She was fine. Uh, I don't think that she's mentioned on the show. Do you, when you guys were young, did you read The Little Engine That Could? Yes. No. That's... Wow, okay. No, that's why but, Judd's unmotivated. He never yeah, read the so motivational <laughs> children's book. I don't know how you survive Wait, was that required that. reading? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's where you learned that you could do things, was from reading the little read engine. The that, that, that would explain it, why Judd. I don't do anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In this story, I can summarize it real quick. The train says, I think I can, and he does. Yeah, uh, because he believes in himself, he does. He gets over a big hill. Yeah, so I I was thinking about that when you were just talking about how Tyrion keeps thinking where do horse from come from? That that's his. I <laughs> where think do I can. From? <laughs> Does Bruno Mars is gay? <laughs> uh, how is Babby formed? <laughs> Etc. Who, who was phone? <laughs> yeah, who was phone? That's right. Who yeah. was phone was the obvious connection because of the it nature was. of this show. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Judd, tell me oh. the spookiest part of Tommy Taffy, the third parent. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> Tommy Taffy. This episode is 42 minutes long. <laughs> okay, it is probably the part where he's... Um, just any part where he's inappropriately touching people who are underage is just yep. super very disturbing yeah it's like not creepy it's just like it makes me cringe while i'm reading it that you know it's 
it's just uh, that feeling that I'm uncomfortable, which I guess most creepypods, creepypastas, wow, I was about to call it the show, uh, creepypastas go for, and that was uh, successful in doing so because I don't want to read about these things happening to children and I don't want to hear about how he's sticking his tongue into a child's mouth and it smells like rotten fruits and or tastes like rotten mm, fruits and, and meat and I stuff. Forgot that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I had to read it because that is what I that's my duty. I signed up for this, and, uh, <laughs> and it, I signed up to talk about it two times. And that, yeah, <laughs> and I didn't have to like it, uh, but that's yeah, but that's it. Yep, that's true. Do you want me to do mine now? Yes, please uh, tell me the spookiest <laughs> part of the third parent. Or actually, it is just called third parent, which I think is a little spookier than if it was the third parent. That's true. And anytime you remove an adjective or a modifier from the beginning, it's, of stuff, um, it becomes what way is scarier. That word? Uh, article, definite article. article ad- yeah, arti- article adjective. Yeah, the like my favorite a- story, feed pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dumb. Okay, <laughs> fall off the couch. <laughs> Feed pig. The, the jizz ants. <laughs> it's like a note that a, like a farmer would leave for their kids. Be like, hey. milk, milk, eggs, bread, <laughs> feed pig. For their pig. No, 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 no. For the pig. He was leaving the note for the pig to remember to feed itself. <laughs> Oh man, uh, my scariest part of the story was an, another weird, gross moment where he was outside the daughter's room. That was the worst one for me. It was just like totally ambiguous what he was doing in there with yeah. a five-year-old, and I just, uh, man, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, yeah, the like points of improvement are like, um, I don't know. Less detail in the uh, scene with the lead character seems Oof. like it would. That seems like it would cut the impact a little bit uh, if there was less detail in that scene. But I also I just don't like that type of content. Uh, so I don't know. Um, but I think that it's a it, like yeah, you're. Uh, it's very unsettling when we don't know what Tommy Taffy has done. Um, yeah, and as uh, I mentioned. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh yeah, the I think um, the fact that the mom has a limp for the rest of her life and we don't know why uh, because she came up from her uh, basement sleepover without any like marks on her body. Uh, yeah, I think that is a pretty spooky thing. That's definitely spooky. Uh, I, I want to add something real quick too. If if you guys are done with the point, oh please, the, I we am done. Please, judge. we haven't said enough in this episode. Please go ahead. <laughs> um, because because I'm looking at the side right. There's a million rules for the no sleep subreddit, but there That's is true, a there rule are. that says the inclusion of horrible events does not necessarily make a story horror. For this reason, certain topics, while they may be scary, are not allowed to be the focal point of the story. Certain topics include, but are not limited to, rape, uh, pedophilia, necrophilia, mental illness, and health disorders. They can be included in the story, but cannot be central to the plot. But I but think- But that's every creepy I, Yeah, but I think especially with this one, those are actually mostly the focal points. I mean, they do mention at one point, like, we tried to kill Tommy Taffy, we burned him, we shot him, we stabbed him, he didn't die. 
that's a little scary, but then most of the fear is really derived from the fact that Tommy Taffy is most likely like a rapist, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's why Tommy Taffy is a very obviously unnatural monster creature. Because he has to be? Oh, yeah, because I get it's it. against the rules for him to just be a regular person. <laughs> like, uh, even if he was a regular person but still had all the same supernatural rules, I think the story would be more effective. But then I think it would also skirt that line a little closer. You know, you know it's, almost, it's almost like they read that again at some point and then they added that one part in because you never read another description of Tommy Taffy after the f- initial description that he's wearing the yeah. khaki shorts, the white t-shirt, and he's, like, really smooth, and then that's it. They yeah. don't ever say, like, you know, mm-hmm. hit the, the the light in the hallway reflected off of his, you know, smooth face and whatever. Like, you know, you, you never yeah. hear about that ever again, so if you were to omit that sentence, he'd just be a regular person who can't be killed. So, oh my god, I just read the rule that's immediately below that one and it says stories must be believable within reason (laughs) (laughs) what listen what's reasonable to you is not necessarily what's reasonable to me and this sounds do you think feed pig is believable (laughs) Uh, well because feed pig uh takes place like it's it's all like it could all just be in the uh narrator's mind um yeah yeah it has the plausible deniability of like like this character tried to kill themselves and didn't succeed and had this crazy dream. Okay, let me give you another example. There's a story called Forest of a Thousand Legs, which I actually think is a pretty good one. And that story is about uh, a spider centaur. Is that believable? Uh, I think if it's a person encountering a monster, it's fairly believable. But if, if if you posted a no sleep story, like, it's I, I'm, uh... I, I'm on the space station on Mars that we all know about. People would be like, that's not, we don't oh, know about that. That's not believable. Or if you posted a story where you posted the whole thing and then at the end you were like, and then the monster killed me and I died. But that happens all the time. We read one like that. The Dark of the Deep, the narrator, like, dies, right? No, it's uh, left ambiguous and that was not a no sleep story. Oh, yeah, it was. No, it was uh, it was on the Creepypasta wiki. Oh, man. All right. I revoke everything I said. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to say that I actually think uh, Forest of a Thousand Legs is pretty good for Creepypasta. I almost picked that one to read. That's why I was thinking of it. I like mm. that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, where can yeah. the people reach you to interact with you? No final thoughts, Jeff. No. Do we have any? How, <laughs> do we have more final thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say that on the last episode, I was made host of this podcast. And we haven't <laughs> talked about it. That's I, I'm surprised that you didn't try to take over again. Uh, Judd, Judd, do you have it. any other final thoughts? Oh no! Oh, he just he just took it away from you. He just of course. I, it's too long. Uh, Judd, I really Judd, don't want to be recording find anymore. You, where can the people find oh, you? Oh, now Judd? she's trying to steamroll over my final thoughts. Do you see this? <laughs> Yeah, so she's in the perfect host for the show. Uh, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I did it. I don't Hooray. Know. I, I guess as as far as final thoughts go, I think that it it definitely it has potential, right? It has potential if you tweak a couple of things here and there. I think I think you could have a horror story where I guess the main focal point is the fact that 
Tommy Taffy is a creepy sex criminal. But I think that if we focused a little bit more on the supernatural aspect, if we talked more about the fact that he can be everywhere at once and that he can't die a little bit more um, than, uh, than all the time we spent focusing on how he likes to sex people. Uh, I think that we would have a scarier, a creepier story overall. Um, you know, the fact that he, why did, where does he come from? Why does he only come in for five years exactly and then leave five years to the date that he arrived? Like you know, I mentioned on the last episode that I think that's because there's an age oh, of right. child that... Right, if we go uh, with the metaphor that it's about pedophilia, then, you know, there's... I a, mean, he's so. a monster that is bound by some unknown list of rules, so that right. didn't... That so read that, is I fine mean, even, to me. Even that, even that in itself is a little creepy. It's just like, well, who's controlling Tommy Taffy? Who who sets the rules of when he's, you know, what dimension does he come from? Or yeah. are there more people or things or whatever like him? You know, there's a, there's a lot of um, potential to mine in there that wasn't kind of brought to the surface. So, yeah, all, all of the horror is focused on uh, depictions of violence, and that is less spooky than... Tommy Taffy, I think, is comparable to Pennywise the Dancing Clown from Stephen King's It, who is uh, just an avatar of pure evil, and all of the other like extensions of that are human beings doing awful things to one another that are normal awful things that happen in the real world. Pennywise doesn't really do anything besides, like, scream at a couple kids and, like, initially when he steals Georgie. he Like, that is a initial th- violent thing that Pennywise does, and then almost every other bad thing that happens is, like, regular people doing it. And I think that that is uh, much more effective when your when your uh, shapeless evil entity is is sort of warping reality around it rather than uh, just like oh this monster showed up and started stabbing all of the babies like come on get over yourself. That's what the American Horror Story clown does. <clears throat> it's like Pennywise, but if he could only stab with knives. Ugh, boring. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, where can the people reach you on the internet, Judd? Um, on Twitter, you can go to atcephalicstatic and you will find me. Hannah, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, as Banana Xylophone, or <clears throat> on Snapchat, which I use, uh, as uh, BananaVoteV3. You can find me, of course, everywhere that you can usually find me. Like, for example, J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Instagram, Patreon.com slash JeffJK, KO-FI slash JeffJK, where you can give me a one-time donation. Uh, Patreon is a continuing donation, but you can have access to all of the digital content I post for just $1 a month, which is really low. Uh, for the amount of content I post, uh, other podcasts usually charge 5 or $10 a month. Oh, excuse me. I had a little burp inside. Uh, so you're getting, <laughs> That's you're what getting you're paying for high quality, yeah. high quality content. <laughs> if you're if you're a fan of the podcasts I do, then you're getting a really good deal uh, on my Patreon. So please go donate to it. Um, and uh, oh, Facebook group, uh, Creepy Pasta fan group on Facebook. That would be fun. Uh, that's a fun place to go. You can interact with me and some other guests. Um, that's uh, that's it. Uh, Wait, Jeff, can I do the last line? Yeah, go for it. 
I looked at where the bagged man had ejaculated and saw a bottle of dead ants. Oh, no, the switch. <laughs> oh, God. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Goodbye forever. <laughs> Thank you.